0: Hey guys, welcome to the I hope to hear this podcast today. I have a returning guest who was actually the very first guest I ever had on this podcast. His name is Jonathan Choi a good friend of mine and We were just together getting some birthday decorations Prepped for my daughter's birthday and I asked Jonathan to record a podcast with me. We really had no idea no direction as to where this conversation would go, but I thought we got some pretty interesting dialogue going um between us so uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in um i hope you enjoy this kind of unguided and all over the place conversation hey guys welcome to the i hope to hear this podcast uh jonathan thank you for being here yeah um he he came here under different pretenses yep had no idea (laughs) uh it's my daughter's birthday our yep it's it's her birthday tomorrow but we're doing her birthday party on saturday and my wife she wanted to do this huge like decoration and all that kind of stuff so um just a few minutes ago we were just downstairs blowing up balloons and then (laughs) we had some free time and said hey let's just record a podcast now we're here now we're here and i love it um I, I want to welcome you back because you were actually the very first guest on this podcast. Was I? Yeah. The very first one? The very first.
1: Man, I do remember doing that. I, I didn't know I was the first one.
0: Yeah. Up until...
1: Before Jim?
0: Before Jim. Huh. Yeah. Because uh, it was at your house.
1: I remember that. Yeah. Back at the
0: battery. Right, right. Because yep. I, I, at that time, I didn't have any of this equipment, but you had <laughs> all, the, all the sound equipment. Yep. So we just like got together and did it. Um so yeah, thank you uh thank you for coming here. What a uh full circle moment. Yeah. Wait, am I was it Jim or was it you? Now I'm now that you say that I'm second guessing myself. Let me It's okay. We
1: can forget about Jim. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I I want to say you did one with Jim first. Let's see. But maybe it was me. I don't know.
0: I hope I, f- I hope I forget the Oh, wait, wait, wait. I hope no first chat. Okay, no, no. No, you were the first. Oh. Yeah, because um, I hope young men seeking romantic relationships here. Oh, them.
1: my gosh, I remember that. Episode eight. I yeah. remember that.
0: You are the very first. <laughs> yeah, let me just. Yeah, yeah, dang. So the first seven episodes, I kind of just I recorded it on my me. phone. Yeah. And then with you, it was the first time actually was with real equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I remember that. Good times. And it yeah, I remember that literally just because like the the genesis of that episode was people were asking us about like how we got married. Right. Yeah. So like, um when you whenever you you get married, one of the first questions younger people ask is, How did you know she was the one? Right? Yeah. You had one answer for mm-hmm. Lois and I had a somewhat different answer for Shirley yeah. and then we're like, hey, you just gotta hash this out on the podcast. <laughs> so uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Guys, go go check that episode out. I think it still holds up. Um episode eight. Yeah, yeah. episode eight.
1: I think uh I think I've done a couple of others with you as well. Mm-hmm. There was one with Zealand that I know we did. Mm-hmm. Um and then there was another one, I think.
0: There was another really random one where me and Justin Rambo That's right. We went to your house. Yep, I remember then- that as well. <laughs> And then I say, hey, this is a good conversation. I literally plopped down my phone in the middle and then I started recording. <laughs> yeah, good times. So, um, yeah, just moments before we started uh, recording, uh, the, we were just sitting here in silence trying to think about what to talk about. And um, something that's been on my mind is, is this necessary? Like, is it necessary to figure out what to talk about? Because our podcasts, like local podcasts like this, where you know I I do have people who are kind of they have different perspectives because they have expertise in the field that they work in, but like having these philosophical conversations. Like is it is it necessary? Is no. is the podcast necessary? Yeah. So ultimately, yeah, is the podcast necessary. It's
1: the most meta thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about if the podcast is next necessary yeah. on a podcast. Exactly. It's <laughs> the
0: only way I know how to do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I, I was sharing just a little bit um, before we we started recording this, but yeah, I think I, I was telling David. Um, I think podcasts are very, very necessary. Mm. Um, and I think there's two different audiences, right? There's the people who are listening, uh, and then there's the people who are talking. Um, and I think you're able to talk about things differently when you know it's in forum. Mm. Um, and there's a different thought put into it even right now, right? Like my brain is what, what, what would be valuable? Like what's actually important. That's not normally how I talk to people, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm talking to someone, I'm just speaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's a different intentionality, I think, um, being behind the mic. And Mm then, uh, for listeners, we have so many different ways to fill our time, uh, with entertainment, um, music, with a whole bunch of different things um but i think podcasts are like a window into someone's mind uh and just kind of like how books are right books are a window into someone's mind except someone really sat down and thought through what's the most important thing that i can share with someone and really codifying that but there's something really raw and valuable about podcasting i think Mm. where you get to really see how people think Mm. um get to see what's important to them. And uh, one of the reasons why I think this podcast is so amazing is because you do such a good job of pulling that out of people. Like you are one of the best active listeners that I know um, wow. where, you know, you, you'll you hear something that someone said, you'll sit there and say like, oh, like that's really interesting. How can we dig a little bit deeper into that? Um, and even when you put your insights in, it's always, uh, you know, in, in a way to dig deeper into people's thoughts. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. We could probably end the podcast right there. I think you should keep doing it. This is amazing.
0: Well, yeah, no, I mean, I don't think I'll, I don't think the question was, should I stop or not? Because I definitely have fun doing it. Yeah. So, but I, I just want to understand, because, you know, like the the age of this podcast, it's, it's, if it were a baby, it'd be in its third year. Like we would have celebrated the second birthday, you know, like <laughs> yep. the third year of life. And like, I start to think about, you know, when it's a like, just like my daughter, when you're a baby, there's not much but to survive. Right. Yeah. Um, like really me and my wife, all we cared about was make sure the baby is alive, make sure that she doesn't get hurt. So like I kind of treated this podcast the same way, like just make sure that it survives, make sure that it's doing something, make sure that I'm uh, outputting something mm. weekly. But then now that it's getting older and like I care less about releasing stuff weekly mm. um, if, if there are weeks where I don't have much to say or i I can't you know think of a as some cool guest to have on, then I'm just I'm fine with just kind of being like, okay, but then the flip side of that is I really want to understand and have kind of a purpose, maybe even a yeah. goal behind the podcast and I honestly, I'm having a hard time because the inception of the podcast was so kind of off the cuff, like, oh, I'm bored. I want to try something. And, um, at the time, um, like I was really into like all the local podcasts, like KTL podcast, and like yep. growing family podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I, I really,
1: yeah, good, good. That's a good podcast.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's like, I, I think I wanted to replicate something like that. Um, and just continue, continue it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously all three of our podcasts are very different styles and, and different, but, I just, I loved being able to listen to like local people, people like I've like run into. I loved being able to hear their thoughts on a long form Yeah. that I wanted to carry it on. But beyond that, I don't really have much of a purpose. Like I, I, I know um, like the focus is on like Asian American stories and, yeah. and kind of normalizing the Asian American culture in Atlanta. Maybe even trying to figure out the Atlanta Asian American identity. Mm. Right. Because I think Atlanta is a relatively new city for Asian-Americans. Yeah. Like if you look at like L.A., Chicago, New York, even like Seattle, possibly even like Houston, like Texas. Yeah. I think the presence of Asian-Americans is has a longer history. Mm. Right. But um, Georgia, Atlanta doesn't really. Yeah. So like that's been kind of the driving force. Like, hey, let's get some Asian-American stories out there. Um, and also like get p- local people so that um, you know like people who are just acquaintances can learn about each other um, and, but I, I don't know if that's like enough of a reason like enough of enough to be a vision or enough to be a goal hmm you know what I mean
1: yeah I mean so I think um, I think you know you, there there's things that we've got to think through as far as like who who, who do we want to speak to? Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Um, and what impact do we want to have? And if, you know, we want to speak to, let's say Asian Americans and the impact we want to have is just them being able to hear other people, um, who are living lives just as they are in Atlanta. And, you know, like we're all making our own way. Mm. Um, like, I think there's something special about that. Mm. Um, and, and, I don't think anyone can ever tell anybody something is, you know, a big enough vision or a small enough vision, clear enough vision, vague enough vision, um, any of that stuff. Really, all that matters is, um, you know, what you have. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think I think it's great that you're thinking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's great that there's a level of intentionality saying, like, wow, there's a platform that's been built now Mm -hmm. and there's people that listen um what can we really leverage this for and not leverage in like a manipulative way but like man like when people listen like and you have a voice like there's almost a responsibility of how to steward that that voice yeah um yeah
0: so like that's 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 a good i'm I'm glad you said that because another thing i've been thinking is you know we in our generation we, we talk about like finding our voice and like getting our voice out there and things mm. like that. But that's something our parents' generation never really cared about. Right. Right. It was about more, much more about survival and they could care less if their voice was heard or not. Like they just wanted to figure out a way to be part of society and just kind of blend in. And, and so like I've come to a point where there was a, uh, phase in my life where almost anything from our parents' culture was bad. And, like mm. we needed to escape it and then like carve our own path. But I'm at a point, it might be because of my life stage. I'm not sure what triggered it, but I'm at a point where I'm like, well, wait a minute. There were some good things about our parents' culture that I think I would like to retain. Yeah. And so I'm literally going through everything, kind of like questioning everything. Like, mm. I, like you know, um, how we we say the Eastern culture is more of like think about the collective before yeah. the individual. But then like we've been taught like more about the individual like expression yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I'm actually going back to that. I'm thinking there is a part of me that thinks the, like thinking about the collective is is better, more important, more oh. productive.
1: I think so. One of the things my dad always said when I was growing up is you are a hundred percent Korean and you're a hundred percent American. And I actually think Esther, um, I forget what it was. It was on some news outlet or something. She, she, she said something very similar. Mm. Um, but I think that's a very healthy way of looking at it. Like there's no part of me that is not Korean. There's no part of me that's not American. Mm. I am Korean. I am American Yeah, if I went to Korea, I'd stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, even when I'm in America, yeah, it might not look like the average normal American, uh, but both of those are fully a part of who I am. Mm. And I think, especially as second-gen Asian Americans, we have such a unique perspective and a unique um, just ability to Manage both of those, and a lot of us we fall one way or the other, we just go extreme one way or the other. Um, but I think the beauty is if you're able to really own both sides, mm. because if you really think about it, like your daughter, right? She's going to be third, no matter how much we're going to try to keep her from having her Korean heritage, mm. she will naturally lean more American because you're going to speak English, right? You grew up in America. You understand what high school, middle school, college is going to be like for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this whole idea of like even having that conversation of like, man, this happened at school or like, man, I'm really going through this in college. It's going to be a very easy conversation. Like, oh, I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're pro- we're going to be the only generation that really is going to have this really stark dichotomy and be able to choose what is going to be passed on continually, right? Yeah and when you really think about what pe- what happens when people care about the collective mm. what it ends up being is they're thinking about more than just their life mm. they're thinking about the next right our parents didn't just not know how to save or not have any financial sense I think a lot of people when they look and they're like oh I'm going to retire by the time I'm 40 or something like that uh, there's this idea that Financial freedom is like the greatest thing in the world. Mm. Um, I think that's the American dream right now. Everyone's like, how do I retire by 40? Uh, Our parents aren't like that. Um, Sure, but now, now that I'm 30 and they're in their 60s, they're thinking about it. Mm. Um, But even my dad, once he retires, he wants to continually bring value. Mm. And there's this idea of, yeah, because it's the collective, I want to continually give value um, until my life is done. Yeah. And I'm really curious what's going to happen when we're in our fifties and all of us who made it are going to retire early and there's going to be nothing left in the workforce. Like if you really think about it, our whole lives could be way worse Mm. because no one act like I've already been in places where people are in leadership positions because, um, you know, there's just no one else there. And a lot of the other people who are really, really smart, retired And so there's nobody really uh, mentoring the next. Mm. And like I'm really lucky at the company that I'm at now, uh, Commission's Inc, that I had, you know, a a CEO who really cared. Um, I had a VP of product who cared before. Uh, But a lot of times you're starting to see younger and younger people and they're there because, you know, they might have hustled really hard. And the really, really good ones are like, I put my work in. I did all my stuff. I'm out. Mm. And they're not even thinking about the next. And so, you know, when I really think about where we are and just what we have and what we could inherit, like, that's actually something, you know, I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I've rambled on a bit, but there's a lot of a lot of things where people want to choose one or the other. Mm. And, um, yeah, politically or even with this, are you Korean or are you American? There's a beauty of being both and fully both. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I see that. That these are the thoughts I'm having, and I'm. I think it's great. I think it's really good to, and I think it's important for us to figure it out, because of what you're saying. Um, I think our parents came to this country, and they were all fully Korean. Yeah, and so the way that they passed down, um. You know, whatever it is to us, whether it be material things, culture, whatever it is, I think it was all the same. That's why the second generation, like me and you, we're pretty similar, right? Yeah. We have like different thoughts here and there, but our experiences are very similar. I think that's why second generation Asian Americans like relate to one another so well. Mm-hmm. You'll say like it's unintentional, right? I think our parents, I fully give my respect to the first generation. I think they did the best that they could. And given the circumstances, I think they did extraordinarily well. Yeah, um, but absolutely. Like, but I think uh, we all have like shared trauma of like, <laughs> <laughs> like you yeah. know, the things that we experienced growing up. Um And I think that's what unites us as a second generation. But I think the third generation, like my daughter, it's gonna be very different. Like I don't, I don't yeah. like they're gonna be able to. Re- like I don't know if this is a good or, or a bad thing, but. Like you were saying, they're going to lose so much of their Korean culture. They're probably going to be able to relate to, like, Caucasian, like, white people, other people way better than we ever did. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I don't know. I'm still thinking through how important is it for us to retain the culture that we grew up with. Yeah. Like, the, the Korean culture. Like, um, several months ago now, um, I did a podcast with Andy Un, Mm-hmm. about talking about hyung culture yeah like the like it's almost like I don't want to call it a hierarchy but it's almost kind of like a, uh, there are assumed roles of someone older and someone younger Um, that like the intent is to really like help guide the younger yeah. while showing respect to the older right yeah and I've had that conversation with him and we're on the same wavelength, right? We really want to retain that. But a lot of people I talk to like around our age, yeah. they're like, I don't care for it.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I, I think, again, it's, it's because a lot of what lasts past the lifetime mm. requires work. Mm. And our generation saw our parents work to the bone, which is why... So much of us want to just retire early because they're like, I don't want to work, mm. but they don't. What what I think we don't realize is, good work, is really valuable. Mm. Like even in the Garden of Eden, there was work. Yeah, and like for me, I know you know if I even if I had the chance to retire early, I'd like probably figure out a way to keep working. Mm. Like I I that's it's a big, it's a big deal for me mm. and yeah like even with whole young culture uh it's hard because the young normally has to do most of the work yeah and the reason why there isn't young culture is because there's probably not a lot of youngs who want to do that and like Mm -hmm. even for me uh now that i'm you know older and i'm like trying to take care of other people it's really hard. Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, like, you want to come to my house? Like, even when I lived at the Battery, it was mm. like, hey, if anybody comes, you know, I said it at a church, if anybody comes, like, I'll buy a steak and then mm. we'll like hang out and I'll just, you know, talk to you about life. Yeah. And nobody picked me up on it. Mm. Not a single person. Mm. And so, like, I, I think there's this idea that it's not valuable anymore. Mm. Right. Mm. Like the respect isn't there. Um, there's not as many people who want to give of their time like that yeah. either. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of my youngs, they were like, you know, had young kids when I was like in high school, mm. when I went like, they made me do a whole bunch of stuff that I never wanted to do. And, you know, <laughs> but then I learned so much about life, Yeah. um, because of that. And I was having way deeper conversations than I would have had elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but it requires sacrifice. And I think I think uh, we are very, very sacrifice adverse mm-hmm. in our generation. Yeah, it's uh, the littlest amount of work for the most amount of money, so that I have the most amount of time to do the things that I want to do. Yeah, which normally don't benefit the collective.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting because I was just thinking about this, but that, hong culture that's so inherent in the in the Korean culture. I feel like that was there was an attempt to duplicate that in America through like the big sister, big brother program. Cause <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, that's essentially yeah. what that culture is. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there people saw the value in that. So there, there, I think objectively there is value in it. Right. But I guess you're right. Maybe people just don't want to make the sacrifice to realize that no. value. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, just to clarify myself too. Um, yeah, I did put it out there and nobody came, but, I don't think I did everything right either. Like I'm speaking to myself, like how can I be a better young or where are my youngs? And am I even respecting them? And Mm -hmm. yeah, like I think, I think it's a really good thing to think about because it would be really sad if the next generation didn't get a chance to experience what we experienced. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah, for sure. See, and like this, I think, like going back to kind of init- our initial topic of is this podcast necessary or not? I think this conversation, there is value in this conversation right here, right? Mm. Personally, I think that personally. But then if there's someone out there who doesn't care for the young culture, then do they need to hear this is my question. Like is it like because I think that there's value in young culture, I'll, I'll talk about it. But is it a good thing for them to be listening?
1: I think diversity of thought is always a good thing. Mm. Um, One of the dangers of our world today is we've become so extreme Mm. because algorithms or people or whatever, like we just naturally congregate to the people who think the way we do. Yeah. And then we just... More and more become more and more extreme. Mm. And then you have some people who are crypto geniuses and other people who are like, what are you doing with that? You have um, the GME to the moon people. You got the, you know, I'm super left or I'm very progressive. I'm really conservative. Um, and what's missing is a whole bunch of moderate people mm. because they're, we're not having diversity of thought. Yeah. and. You know, it's super cliche because people say it. They're like, oh, we need to have more conversations. Oh, if like we had more empathy and we listened more. Um, but the only way to do that is to have this hmm. and for people to listen to this. Hmm. There might be some people out there who grew up with youngs and that was one of the most meaningful thing, things in their life. But they're so busy now uh, in the rat race of life that it's not even in their mind and hmm. um, yeah, I I'm obviously changing some stuff in my career, um, and like for me, moving from this job that I'm in now, and in a couple of weeks, you know, I'll be I'll be gone, starting a new one. I I had to think to myself like, what? So this is what my mentor told me to think about. He said, what do you want to do at the end of your life? Like, if you actually have a goal, then you can figure out if this actually helps you towards that or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of person do you want to be? And how will you measure the success of your life? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, it's really philosophical, but he's making me think through things that matter. And it zooms me out from the day-to-day, nine-to-five, then go have fun, or, you know, like this like rat race that we get put into. Yeah. And it's conversations like this, right? That as people are driving somewhere where, all of a sudden they might spend a little time introspecting mm. and things might change in their lives. Like, you know what? Like, I want to, I don't know, it might even be familial, right? Mm. Like my younger brother who I haven't talked to in forever, like I want to be a good young yeah. or like there's, but it's important. I, I think it's important because diversity of thought, hearing things that you normally wouldn't hear elsewhere, um, you know, even for the listeners, taking the time to, sit wherever they are to listen to this like it's i think it's valuable
0: yeah you know so i hear that and i'm like yeah that's true that is true like it's good like diversity of thought like being able to um like take a moment to be introspective i think those are all good things but then like i also like so so just context i think what's wrong with like mainstream news media these days is it's not, they don't give us facts. They give us opinions. Like (laughs) it's like instead of fact-based reporting is more narrative based reporting. Right. So they like spoon feed us. This is the way that I think. So I want you to think this way. And I would much rather it be, give me the facts and let me digest it and let me come to my own conclusion. Right. But I wonder if having conversations like this does that, or if it's more narrative based. Like I would hate to influence someone to think the way that I think just because it's the way that I think. Like I I, I want people to just get the facts, um just think about things um and, and come to their own conclusion. But when I see things like like Joe Rogan for example, like he's I mean he's the number 1 podcaster in the world, so um it's, the scale is a little different here, but Yeah. Like when he says something, it like hits the news. Like the news says oh joe rogan said this and so many people are influenced by what he said like Mm -hmm. there was a controversy um recently where he said if you're 21 and you're healthy you probably don't need to get the vaccine right the the covid vaccine you're going to be fine as long as you take care of yourself and and take uh like vitamins and things like that and then he had to like be like after the fact after the backlash he had to apologize and say why are you guys listening to me about this i'm not like a doctor i'm i'm all i know is what i see right so even in these conversations like there is a worry in me that somehow i'm influencing someone in an unintended way yeah i mean
1: dude i'm yeah so you've got me thinking like layers deep now Mm. i wonder if i like it i wonder if the next generation is like, I wonder how marketing and all that stuff's going to work because you're right. Like a lot of stuff is narrative based, Mm -hmm. you know, even brands, right? A lot of brands used to be like, we make the best shoes. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, we care about your dreams. And it's, you know, um, but at a certain point, it's going to lose its luster Mm -hmm. because everything is so puffed up that it's going to be really hard to find genuine authentic stuff Mm. that's not fluffed up yeah and so i don't know i don't know i i I feel like this like these are some of the most real conversations i'm having right Mm. this is a real conversation none of this i don't have notes i don't have anything (laughs) like i'm literally just talking yeah but i don't know if people will even do this anymore Mm. you know yeah It's, uh, a lot of small, like we might've even lost our ability to have deep and meaningful conversations. Yeah. And you know, if this is a place and a forum to where people will actually think a little bit more and they'll talk to you, dude, even if it's just for the people behind the mic, it's going to be an amazing thing. Um, but I totally get what you're saying. Like what? Yeah. What happened to the just Walter Cronkite, you know, facts yeah. and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. yeah. But
0: yeah, it's uh, I've been. Uh, so one news outlet that I really enjoy watching and listening to is I don't know. Have you heard of Rising? No. Oh, with Crystal Ball and Sager and Jetty. I don't uh-uh. know how I'm pronouncing it. So the they used to be part of the the channel called The Hill on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and they the concept of their news show is Sagar is a conservative guy and Crystal is, she's a more liberal person. Mm-hmm. So um, like th- the way that they present the stories is much more moderate um, mm. because she has her opinions as a liberal, he has his opinions as a conservative. They have their own channel now um, called Breaking Points on, on YouTube. And I I, I feel like, because they there's someone literally sitting right next to them to like check them yeah if they go too deep into <laughs> their own narrative yeah like I, I feel like it's balanced and like it's like it's really reasonable like the way that they they talk about things so mm. um, I I find a lot of value in being moderate um, and and with the diversity of thought like, like you were talking yeah. about. So I hope that this podcast, Can provide something similar Um, yeah not not on a political level like they do but just in everyday life like the things that that we encounter every day um yeah like i I think approaching things just as asian americans um from multiple perspectives instead of just one that's like fed to us by by you know an msnbc or fox or whatever like it may be um yeah i i see the value in that and i think yeah you're right i think there is Value even for for me definitely as as a person talking behind the mic, so yeah, that's good. It's it's things. See, this is this is why I said let's just go for let's just record (laughs) without like discussing much about it because I think um yeah there is there is something about processing our thoughts behind the mic like this that yeah helps
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: And, and I'm hoping this can be a way for people to model. Processing as well. Uh, I think there mm-hmm. are people who have a lot of thoughts, um, but don't have the avenue to process them. Um, so, yeah, you know, guys, just start a podcast and get get your friends to come over yeah. and record. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is really good. Yeah. So what, what was what was that? What was the thing that we we said we were gonna discuss? We had one topic. I forget. You forget. Dang it.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I thought it was is this podcast
0: valuable? Mm. Well, so you know, what you think, is there any way to increase the valuability? Is that a word? Value? <laughs> the value, <laughs> the value, of, value of this podcast, you think? Given, given that, you know, it's, there's value for people talking on the mic for some people listening. Like, do you think there's anything we can do to increase the value of this podcast?
1: Um, honestly, I think you've been doing a really great job. Uh, as I think off the cuff Mm -hmm. right now, (laughs) um, I think, I think so for me in my, in my discipline of work, Mm -hmm. um, I'm in product. Uh, one of the things that's really important is knowing your customer Mm -hmm. or knowing your consumer. Um, so you know, I think one of the things that might be really valuable or be able to increase the value is understand who's listening, mm. and understand what they find valuable. Mm. Um, I know you have, I think it was like a Twitter handle, an email, um, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'd be really curious as to what people's feedback is, right?
0: Yeah, that's that's one thing. I don't get much feedback.
1: Yeah, um, I bet I, I bet so because yeah. podcasts are normally not listened to in a forum to where you're immediately able to give feedback or you like something like halfway through the podcast mm-hmm. and by the time you got to the end you're probably like forgot you what you were thinking <laughs> or things like that yeah but yeah the, i don't know
0: really the the only feedback i get and actually that's not true i have some really great listeners who are very encouraging. <laughs> but you know like like with most things like you know like most the reviews on Yelp is when people have bad experiences, you know? Right. So, yeah. Most of the feedback. No, not, now that I'm thinking about it, I do get a lot of, Hey, this topic was really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess the feedback that stick in my mind the most is the negative feedback. Like, right. I didn't agree with what you said, which is totally fine. I, yeah. I, I love it when people don't agree with me because that gives me a way to uh, understand
1: uh, diversity of thought. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah so you know what that, that that is something I should do a better job of is asking people for feedback. So guys, if you if you have any feedback on this podcast or this this episode in particular or any past episodes, please please feel free to let me know in any of the different avenues that you want. Yeah. Um, and
1: I mean like encouragement is really good and feedback for like hey, I don't agree with that, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um but I think one thing that would be really great for the the listeners to do, and maybe I'm overstepping my bounds, but uh, like, I hope they hear this. Like, what would you hope that people heard or Mm. what do you think would be really valuable? Um, That might be a really good thing to get in. And then if, if, you know, if people are like, Oh, I don't know what to do with my finances, then, Oh, like I'll go find someone who's really good with that. And Mm. I hope everyone gets to hear this Mm. or, you know, I, I, I'm like going through like home buying and I have no idea how any of this stuff works or political views. I don't even understand what left or right or progressive, liberal, conservative. I don't even know what any of that means. Mm. Like, well, I hope someone hears this. Like this is, this is, you know, some of that stuff. Um, like, or like, what do you just hope people would hear? Like, here's an Asian story. Here's someone who's amazing and I wish more people knew about them. Mm. Um, Yeah, I feel like listener-driven content is also pretty amazing.
0: Yes, absolutely. And even if it's – I want people to hear my story, my as in your story – please please uh, free fill or, uh reach out i love having conversations like this i um there was a friend of mine um so i forget which episode it was several episodes ago lauren song um she i knew her in high school and she found out about the podcast she reached out uh-huh saying like you know like i i going through this thing with my dad i would love to share with your listeners and it was a great episode it, that's it was amazing a, yeah so um you don't even need that connection with me. Um, I'm sure she felt more comfortable because, like, we were friends in high school. But even if I don't know you, um, yeah. I mean, actually, there was one person, Hyun. He, yeah. Like, I I had, I, had never met him before. Um, but, we're, I mean, we're in the same circles. Like, right. we know people. We know mutual friends. But he and I never, like, talked. But he heard the podcast and was like, hey, like I would love to have dinner with you. So I, I met him up at a Chipotle. And he, yeah. we had a really good conversation. And, he, he even ended up being on the podcast. So that's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, kind of thinking back, like, the thing that I think really clouded everything in terms of trying to find clarity around the purpose and goal of this podcast is um, just, you know, everything happening socially. Right. Yeah. And so, like, but yeah, thinking about it, yeah, really just having conversations. I think there's really a lot of value in that. Yeah, Cause, absolutely. Because case in point, I'm finding a lot of value in having this conversation <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, this is this is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really good point. So guys, open invite for anybody who uh, has any ideas for topics or anybody who wants to be on the podcast. Um, if you don't feel comfortable coming to my house, um, you can do it through Zoom. And, you know, if you don't live close to here, you can also do it through Zoom. So, yeah, please, please let me know. Um. So yeah, how what's going on with you, Jonathan, in your life? You, you mentioned a few things. Yeah, uh, kind of in passing. Your your uh, moving jobs.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, actually, I hope you hear this. Uh, so I uh, yeah, was at a company for four years. Um, still there right now. I uh, put, I'll be there for a couple more weeks before uh, I move on to the next job. But um, for anybody who is changing careers, starting a new career, um, or, uh, at an entry level job. Um, there was a book a long time ago that I read Seth Godin's Lynchpin. Uh, it's a very entry level job or entry level book. Um, Simon Sinek's like leaders eat last or something like that would also be good. If you've maybe been in, in working a little longer, but, um, I, I came into this company uh, at the bottom rung of what I do. Mm-hmm. So I was just a product manager and um, I was able to get to senior and director um, and, you know, really did a lot uh, within the four years that I was there. Um, and I'm moving on to a leadership role uh, at the next company um, for church management systems. But the thing that I hope you hear is anybody who is starting a new career, changing careers, or things like that. Uh, what you get, what you put in is what you get out. Mm. Um, and even when you're going to look for jobs, um, or look for places to go, uh, no matter what it is that you do, uh, always go the extra mile and challenge yourself, go somewhere where you can really, uh, grow, which means more, maybe more responsibility, maybe less pay. Cause mm. if you get more pay, you're probably at a bigger corporation, meaning you have less responsibility, Sometimes the best thing to do is go into a small business where, yeah, you might have to wear a ton of hats and do a whole bunch of things, but you'll probably grow the most. Um, And again, some people, this is going to make total sense. And some people, you're going to be in professions where you need a master's degree and then you go in and then like you just execute what you learned. Um, But a lot of people, especially in like the business world or entry level jobs or people changing careers and things like that, um, this has been the single greatest thing that could have happened to me four years at commissions inc um learning growing uh taking on way more than what i needed to do uh, building the right relationships um going way above and beyond i i did work for things that were above my pay grade on purpose and then because i did the work first the title came a lot of times people want the title and then I'll try that work mm. um just go and do the work like if you know you want to be a VP go figure out how you can do VP kind of work um you know like I talked to my CEO and said like hey how can I sit in on more I don't know merger acquisition conversations like how do I co- I want to learn more of the business side like show me how whenever you're making business plans and you'll find out pretty quickly that a lot of people especially in leadership mm. they want Hungry people. Um, And so my quick two cents uh, for anybody who's thinking about that, I hope you really hear this, like put in the extra work, um, invest into yourself. If you don't know what you want, you don't know where you want to be. Uh, the business will just take what they want from you, right? Mm-hmm. They'll they'll just fit you where they need to fit you. But if you have an idea like, oh, I want to be in leadership or I really want to get into product, or I, I know a lot of people who go into support then tech support because they want to be a developer, like just start go coding your so- own stuff. Like there's stuff on YouTube. Um, go talk to developers in your company and say like, hey, how can I do a little thing here, or a little thing there? or Hey, take a look at what I did. Can you just, you know. QA this for me real quick. What would you do to make this better? Um, those little things of doing things before the title is there, uh, I think has really, really shifted my career a ton. And mm. it's one of the biggest changes right now.
0: Mm. That's great. Wow. That's really good advice. Because <laughs> um, that's something, well, me, I don't know. Again, this is uh, going back to why this podcast exists. There, There are people who, like, they really need to focus on their career. Mm -hmm. There are people who I focus on everything outside of my career. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, No, absolutely. But, uh, no, but I I do think, though, early on in my career, because I I was hungry, like you were talking about, I always wanted to kind of get to the next level. I wanted to do the next thing. Um, Because I had that drive early on, I have flexibility to have shifted away from it now Yep. now that I'm a father and, you know, husband, all that. Um, yeah. And I think it's like a cyclical thing. Like there are seasons of life where I'm going to be really driven to, to excel and be excellent in my work. But then if that doesn't give me enough bandwidth in my home life, then like I can kind of dial back yep. back and forth. Um, but the idea of um, being doing the work before the given title I think applies to a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, just not just a career, like even in, um, actually let me, let me, okay. Well, be- before I get to that, um, yeah. And I, yeah. So the, the desire showing that you have that desire, I think, um, really does, uh, p- make people look at you a different way. Right. And yeah. I, even like the beginning of your career, um, Oh yeah, it, it was, you weren't even like, you didn't study it in school. Nope. You,
1: I was a biology major. Um, Luckily, I had started business uh, at school, but I went to Australia for a year to do music. And when I came back, I was a worship director at Four Points, had no reason to be at any business, Uh, went in, did support, then did like onboarding, webinars, did sales for like maybe a day or two. Um, And then I eventually found product. And once I found it, because I knew what I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. Uh, I was really driven, and I think that's our problem, right? Mm. We're so blessed that we have so many options. We don't know what we want to do, so we won't put anything on the line Mm. to get what we want. Mm. Um, Yeah, but at the same time, I think you're right too. There are seasons of life where the most important thing is to be at home or to be a dad or to be a husband um, or focus at church or focus, you know, with maybe 동생s because you're trying to, you know, do young life. Um,
0: Yeah, but I I think to be positioned well, to be a good young or be a good dad or like all that, like you have to build something like you have to have something to stand on to say, hey, you know, I I agree with that. Right. I think it's the whole uh, like ant and the grasshopper story. Yeah. Is that is that an American story or is that just Korean or is that global? Is it in the Bible? No, no. I don't think so. I don't know. So the story is... (laughs) um, Like, there's a grasshopper that just chills all uh, winter or all all fall, all summer or something. Yeah, because there's enough food. Yeah, but then the ants are, like, like gathering, gathering, Mm -hmm. gathering. Once winter comes, the grasshopper's like, yo, I have no food. I'm going to die. But the ants are like, well, you should have built up. I mean, I think the good ending is, like, the ants say, okay, come in. Like, we'll share this food with you. But the ants wouldn't be able to survive through the winter if they didn't have something that they built. And yeah. I, I will say, um, yeah, like there are times in my career where I was like, oh, this is the worst. I just want to give up. I want to quit, go do something easier. But because I pushed through and, and I grinded and I, I positioned myself in a place where I can kind of, yeah, like when the work requires it, I'll, I'll put in my all. But then there are moments where I can you know take a breather. Yeah. And I think it's because um, yeah I positioned myself well to do that. So. Yeah, like even as a hyung, like if you're not positioned well to give hyung advice and, and to be a good hyung to your 동생s, yeah, then you're not going to be an, an effective 형. Right? Yeah, so, true statement. Yeah, I, I think um, that's uh, really good advice for just all aspects of life. The mm-hmm. one thought that kind of came to mind yeah. that I think can be controversial is let's say you apply that to like romantic relationships, right? So like you find someone who you want to date. Is it good to just behave as if you are their boyfriend because you want to become their boyfriend? Uh, So I I don't think uh,
1: you should do that, but Mm. I do think it could uh, be effective for you to be introspective uh, to prepare yourself for that, right? Mm. Um, So not treating the girl as if she's already your girlfriend, but are you in a position and are you in a life stage or are you in a thought like a mind space head space to where you could be sacrificial Mm. like can you start working on that now Mm. oh i really want to get married um like well you're not gonna put a ring on somebody and all of a sudden be a great husband Mm. uh it's going to be the cumulative effect of who you have been sewing all this time if you've been sewing short temper just because you bought a ring that's not going to go away yeah Um, And so what kind of father do you want to be? Hmm. A patient father or a short-tempered father? Hmm. Well, at our age now, our habits are actually what's going to show up. It's the cumulative effect of every day of life, the Hmm. choices that we make, right? Hmm. And so just because I want to be a father or something, I'm not going to like just go pretend I'm somebody else's father or something. (laughs) But I can mentally start saying like, man, I want to be an encouraging father as opposed to nitpicking at every mistake that someone makes. Mm. Well, you better start that now because just because a kid pops out, your mentality isn't just going to change overnight. It might for some people. It might. It really might, right? right? Mm. But for the most part, our actual habits like temper, um, like if you're an encouraging, uplifting person versus not, um, all that kind of stuff, like Those are the cumulative effects of your decisions over life. Yeah. And you can choose to invest into that now Mm. and do a lot of the heart heavy lifting now. And if you do the heavy lifting now, then by the time you are married or you do have a kid, you might actually like have the blessing of not having as much strife as you might have had Mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I do think it still applies, just not how you treat others. Um, it's all really, I mean, all of this is all, how are you positioning yourself? How are you doing the work? How are you being per—like personally responsible um, for whatever work, family, um, all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, and yeah, hearing you talk about that, that does put a better picture in my head. Like, just to take that example of like if there's a girl you want to date, it's not about like, Oh, I'm going to approach her and just automatically say, Hey, you're my girlfriend and just start <laughs> behaving it, behaving yeah. that way. But yeah, the way that you think about her, right? Like, even if you're not dating her, if, are you ready to think about, you know, all the sacrifices that you would have to make right. as a boyfriend or, you know, all, all the things that all the extra mile steps that you'll, you'll take to, to impress her and things like that. Are you in a place even to be able to do that? Right. right? Even, yeah, fatherhood is a good example. I think for me, nothing changed when Aisa was born. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. I mean, like, I, I loved her. Like, I, when I saw her, it was amazing. But in terms of the way that I behave, like the per- type of person I was, nothing changed. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and for my wife as well, like, I think surely, like, she was already kind of a mom before she became yeah. a mom. Um, and I think that might be why for us it was. Like, we had a really easy pregnancy. for the With the first one, we had a really easy pregnancy, easy birth. And just even, like, the first however many, like, months of her life, it was all really kind of spectacularly easy. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was luck, admittedly. I <laughs> yeah, think we yeah. just, easy is just a really good baby. But um, I think some of it had to do with the fact that, like, Shirley was so well-prepared to take on the 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 role of motherhood yeah and i think even me too like i went into it like thinking i'm gonna be making sacrifices like right so many sacrifices let's just expect that as a norm and right then, like when it happens like just deal with it like don't think about don't linger on the things of like oh i've missed out on this i missed out on that like so like having myself prepared that in that way mentally i think really helped yeah um, and Again, I think that applies to so many different situations.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think it applies to every aspect of life, right? Mm. It's it's a personal introspection thing. Mm. Um, yeah, like why why are you doing the things that you're doing? And is like it goes back to the three questions that my mentor asked, and it's like really fresh in my head because as I like I was lucky enough to have multiple offers mm. or two, um, and thinking between the two of which one to accept, it all came down back to that more than compensation or benefits or things like that. It came down to who do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to be? Like, what do I want to do? What kind of person do I want to be? And how will I measure the success of my life? Mm. And when I really thought about how am I going to measure the success of my life? The first thing that came to my mind was my family, Mm. my family and my faith, right? Very, very like tied together. Um, And, My work is an extension of that, Um, but I think understanding those things helps you zoom out um, and it prepares you for stages of life, um, changes to come, makes you much more of a resilient person, uh, makes you a much more grounded person. And so, yeah, I hope you guys hear that because that's stuff I wish people told me in my early 20s. Um, in my early twenties, I was chasing everything that I could do to figure out how to retire early. I just like my whole idea of work has completely shifted. Um, yeah, but.
0: So what were the, those three questions again?
1: Uh, what do you want to do? So this was in, in career. He, Mm -hmm. my mentor told me to think about it in the view of career. What Mm -hmm. do you want to do? So if you know what you want to do at the end of the road, Mm -hmm. Uh, then you can decide where you're getting the right experiences, as opposed mm. to maybe where you can make the most money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know if you want to be a CEO or a CPO, um, you get into the C-suite. It's better for you to take leadership opportunities than mm. it is for you to make make more money being an individual contributor. Right. Whereas you know if your goal is to retire early then it probably makes more sense just to go wherever you can make the most money or something like that with the best benefits. So understanding where you want to be helps you decide, is this in alignment with that or not? Mm -hmm. Um, So what do you want to do in your life? Uh, number two was what kind of person do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, no matter where I go, I want to be the type of person that brings value to people and raises people to their potential. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the value. That's the kind of person I want to be. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage people, instill faith, and really allow them to be the best versions of themselves. Um, and then three, how will you measure the success of your life? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's going to be the people that I bring up, can they bring other people up? It's really easy to teach learners. It's mm. really hard to teach teachers. Mm. And so, um, some of my mentor used to always say, you can tell the success of your life of how you raised your children by your grandchildren. Uh, if wow. your children can actually teach their children, then you did a really good job because they learned how to teach yeah. the stuff. Yeah. Um, our whole education system is not that. It's not teach to teach, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's teach to learn like I'm going to get it right on the test. I'll forget it. Yeah. Um, but in life, I think it's really different. And so, um. yeah, those are the three questions. Those are kind of what I've thought through mm. over the past month or so. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's really important to zoom out. I think that's a really good special power to have like exercise that muscle. Zoom out. Look at your life. Um. It's way faster than you think. I mm. can't believe we're 32, 33 already. Yeah. It's like a third of our life if we make it to yeah. 100. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it's really easy to be so worried about this life stage, so worried about this week, so worried about this work day, um, and miss out that, man, like, we're so blessed to be in the situation we're in. And these are the things that really matter.
0: Mm. Hmm. That's really good. I'm, I'm thinking about those three questions in regard to this podcast, I think because I think it applies really yeah. well. Yeah. And I think that does give that does help me think more clearly about the kind of goal of this podcast and like where I want to see it go. And the question of does it have value? Like it helps me think about that a lot. Mm. By the way, I think uh, 33, I think we're maybe at a quarter. of our Dude, life. I hope so. I think
1: that'd be awesome with well advances. as long as we're like healthy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't think, be struggling at
0: <laughs> i think when we're 70 it's gonna look like our grandparents when they were like 40 50 i think i think so i think i hope so it's be. i hope so we'll see we'll see we'll see but yeah thank you thank you so much for this off the cuff podcast yeah, this it was, was fun. great it was really good it was <laughs> this really was good fun <laughs> any uh any last thoughts before before we get close
1: um yeah david said it before Go send stuff to his email, whatever. (laughs) What's your email?
0: It's I H T H T podcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah. That's like contribute and be, be a contributor. Um, not just a spectator. And, um, I said a whole bunch of stuff at the end. So all that stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, on Instagram, I know most people are on Instagram. Just, uh, search. I hope they hear this all one word. And uh, you can send me feedback via that, too. Uh, so, yeah, Jonathan, once again, thank you so much for this. This is great because, yeah, I wasn't even expecting to get an extra episode. But it was, like, really <laughs> good. And yeah, I feel like you're one of the few people that can be really honest about, you know, like... Like the... Um, oh, isn't my podcast even worth doing? Like, that's a question that I can't really honestly discuss with many people. But you're one mm. of the few that I can talk thank to. Thank you. And um, I can expect you to really think about it and then give you know meaningful feedback to it so okay. um i mean you guys listening, you guys saw it all play out so yeah <laughs> thank you for that yeah so uh, yeah thank you guys so much for listening um like i said please uh i want to connect i want to connect with you guys and uh connect with this community of people who are listening um so yeah please uh reach out and uh yeah we'll talk to you guys next time